It's not in a presentable format like that. His data is right. It just doesn't account for the tiebreakers. Thanks for joining us. It is early 5.35 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I got up early. I'm very glad I got up. I have to say thank you to all the people in Dubai who put this event on. I'm glad I woke up at 3.55 a.m. to watch this. I truly am. The lifts were great. Uh, I'm really a games games guy only, and this really put in perspective uh, for me the difference between games caliber athletes and athletes who are just all over the ecosystem. Not that they're not all great, but the games athletes definitely stood out here in, in this event, uh, just how they look lifting, especially the difference between their clean and their jerk. It seemed like the games athletes, their jerks were significantly better. That being said, that's not really my place to talk about. That's more Brian Friend and John Young who joined me. But I have to say one thing. <clears throat> you cannot fly people in from all over the world, put them in a beautiful stadium on a beautiful day, and and have them have a lifting competition without something on the field telling us how much they're lifting. You 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 you. This is this is like having sex with the most beautiful woman in the world, and they blindfold you. It might as well be a frog at that point. Come on, guys, just some placards. I don't even know how to spell placard. <laughs> And and, and and you know I I know Tommy and, and and Derek were doing their best, but man, they they because they're handicapped, they needed to be repeating the weights every fucking like every time someone new came up, I needed to hear it again. Because if you look down for a second, scratch your balls, get a cup of coffee, pet your dog, you don't know if they change the weights on you or not. And I even heard the commentator say at one time, uh, I think poor poor Derek or Tommy said, I think that's one sixty. Anyway, enough of the complaining. Amazing event. Well, I, especially I if you scratch your balls, you have no chance of watching the TV <laughs> while you're doing that. <laughs> uh, and I don't mean to be sexist. I just don't know what women scratch, so I, I apologize for anyone who feels left out. Feel free to throw what you guys scratch in there. You just say scratch your ass. Everyone's got an ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? But what, what about this uh, event? Did it, did it better, worse? Uh, clearly, I I now know the difference between having a clock versus um, the implications of having a clock versus only two lifts. It, it was devastating for people who failed. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the good thing is that no one really failed. Like everyone hit at least one lift. Correct, John? Yes. And that's, you know, like, that's what I was most nervous about was, um, you know, honestly, like one of the better lifters or better uh, or heavier lifters who are choosing to attempt their first weight um, towards the end of the camp of the lifting cycle, I guess, missing one because the real travesty would have been traveling, like doing everything that's required to get there these days in terms of travel to show up, run up the hill a couple of times and then miss two lifts and you're done. That would that would have been terrible. So I'm really. And Roman was close in his first one. He, I, I mean, I was nervous for you know. I was just nervous. I was like, I felt a lot better, and I, um, was enjoying the lifting more after everyone had hit one. Hey Brian, when they they kept saying that if you if you don't do fifty percent of the work, you don't get prize money. Is the implication there that everyone gets prize money, all twenty men, all twenty uh... women? We don't know. I thought everybody gets a thousand. Yeah, wow, that might okay. be right. Okay. Okay. So it's it is really really important. It's a huge psychological piece for sure, to say the least. 
Yeah, definitely. Plus, like, they look forward to competing. And and if you, I mean, in, in all reality, so far what we've had is just a gateway to the events that they're excited about. You know, running up and down in the hill and doing the ski, like, that's fun and it's different. But it's not, like, that's not what they really are training for. And if lifting the heavy weight in this case, like, they're lifting to be able to execute well on that. But this event, because of the way it was structured, it was, like, just make sure I hit one. And then anything else after that, whatever, at least I get to do the next events. And there were different strategies too. Some people did struggle with their first lift and other people and other people um, made it almost look too easy. Yeah. I think Andrea should have went a lot heavier. Nistler. She, I mean, she looked great and she made the biggest jump out of all the women. But since that jump was so big, her total weight, the tiebreaker, she is last in that tiebreaker. So she, potentially left like 15 points off uh it ended up i think she gave away seven points basically to the two girls she tied with on the heaviest lift though um, by the way go ahead oh two things real quick so people can just turn the show off right now uh who who won the women and who won the men (laughs) well um Manon Angonis ended up taking it for the women. Laura Horvath attempted a weight that would have won it for her, but she didn't hit it. I think she just, honestly, was just a little too casual on the jerk, and that cost her 10 points. Um, you know, we talked about how she was sort of awarded five extra points by the tiebreak system, or a few extra points. I guess it's not a uniform. Yeah, five extra points by the tiebreak system that they implemented in event one, but she gave 10 points away here by missing that lift. And uh, and who won the men? Um, it was a tie between Tola and Bron Bronislaw. Um, it seemed like they had a gentleman's agreement to just go one sixty five because they both power cleaned it. Um, wow, yeah, wow, think- wow! That, that that's those are pretty strong words, uh, Rui. We uh, we will get to you next. We uh, you, thank you very much for asking that. How is this event structured? You're lost. Uh, Brian and John will explain that in one second, but let's John said something pretty strong here. Let's get to the bottom of this first. Oh, you are you do you agree with that, Brian? You think that they made an agreement? It looked like it. I mean, we obviously don't know, but it looked like it from uh, my couch by by their lifts, or you saw something in like a, a camera angle where they smiled at each other and scratched each other's balls or something. You saw some sort of swapping. And you really are, are you are your balls okay this morning? They are. They are. <laughs> I know it didn't work. I, I ran with the ball metaphor. It didn't work. Um, no, just, I mean, they, they both chose the same opener and they both chose the same second lift. And, um, you know, so, and, and the lifts didn't look that difficult. I mean, you still have to commit to the jerk a little bit, but they locked them out pretty seamlessly. I thought. And what was the weight for the men? The winning weight, 365, 365 pounds. 363, but yeah, essentially 365. Okay. Um, and for the, women, the women's leaderboard it? is updated, by the way, if anybody wants to go look at it, it's um, on competition corner. And the women, and what was the women's weight, the top women's weight? The, 115, uh, so 253. Okay. And are those, are, the, are those what you thought? Um, I, yeah, I thought 170 would be the winning lift for the men, and it honestly probably would have if they didn't agree to just do 165. Um, I think if Jeff knew that, he would probably have gone 160 on his first lift. 
He wasn't involved uh, in the gentleman's agreement. He wasn't involved. It didn't look like it. Uh, so, yeah. So, so okay. Uh, will you guys explain the event? This is event two of the Dubai CrossFit Championships. We've already had event one uh, A and one B, and this is event two. Uh, Brian, will you tell us what was going on here today? Yeah, there were, as I see on the screen there, there were a fixed weights on certain barbells and then you had to declare your opening weight so they for the women they put 70 kilos on the bar anyone who wanted to attempt that weight had a chance to and then they moved to 75 anyone who wanted to attempt that could they moved to 80 and they kept doing that um until the weights got up to i think the last bar that laura attempted was the 117.5 is that right john uh yes 117.5 yeah so at, at all those stops along the way every athlete had the opportunity to attempt two lifts and you had to hit one of them to advance in the competition. So a majority of the athletes erred on the side of caution with the first lift just to make sure they got one. They were able to continue um, for the remainder of the events. And then after that, we saw a variety of different strategies. You know, Some people just basically attempted one bar and then attempted the next bar. Some people waited an extra jump or two to make a, their second attempt. Um, and then for the tie breaks, it was your if you if, if two athletes had the same heaviest lift then it was whoever lifted the most combined weight so in a, in a couple of cases what we saw was the athlete who opened at a weight let's just say they opened at 110 and there was an athlete whose second lift was at 110 and that was both of their successful lifts it was actually the person who lifted lighter first because they'd already logged a good score so they might have had if you look on the leaderboard on um, competition corner it'll show you for example that gabby is in second place with 110 plus 105 and Laura Horvath is in third place with 110, and there's no plus anything because she missed her second lift. So even though they lifted the same, Gabby gets more points. Oh. Well, but uh, when Tommy when Tommy um, prepped that, I thought he said that it was the opening lift that was the tiebreaker. Did I hear that wrong? It's a total Wait. weight lifted. Yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying, but I'm not, I'm saying that we were told as the viewers it was something different. The tiebreaker. Well, and the, well yeah, but it's a, we're saying it's the same thing, just different choice of words. Let me put okay, it. Okay, okay, has the same outcome. Yeah, so let's say you okay, and I both okay. lifted one ten, but your yeah. opener was one hundred, mine was one hundred five. Right. Then my I'm opener at, is five kilos heavier, and my total is five kilos heavier. So I'm an there. expert at third grade math, not fourth grade math. And thank you. That was a little out of my. Uh, my realm of grasping. Thank you. Um, the men's I, leaderboard is also up to date on competition corner now. So they got that turned around pretty quick. Uh, yeah, all, they did. I'm over here trying to get it figured out. And then there's, I thought it would take two hours like it did last time. Really, something else you should know also, how is this event structured, which is really important to know, is that, and we talked about this in the beginning, if you missed both your lifts, you're basically out of the competition. You are out of the competition. You have you to hit out. at least one. So that makes everybody's first attempt pretty conservative because you have to hit one just to stay in the competition. John, do you know what the second attempted lift that Fabian Benito went for? It was a big one. He was one of the bigger jumps. I, I want to say it was 165. Once, no, no, 160. 160. Yeah, so this is yeah, a good example. Uh, he's a, he's pretty strong, and he he hit 145. That ends up scoring 16th, tied for, I guess, tied for – or tied for 15th. But if he'd hit that 160, the worst he would have done is, uh, I guess, fifth. fifth, fifth I guess, fifth. yeah, tied for fifth. No, it would have been less. It would have been 
Uh, sixth. Sorry, eighth. It would have been eighth because he opened lighter than all those guys. Oh, but those, okay. but that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the, you know, because of the scoring system, it sounds like it's pretty devastating, but it's really only uh, 14 points that he gave up. <laughs> There's just not big gaps in the points. Yeah, so I'm good. a little bit annoyed that that they skew the points the way they do, and it just doesn't go down by five the whole time, because. Like I think it gives an edge to – I mean, I guess all in all it won't give an edge to anybody, but it keeps everybody in the game. Yeah, where, it's going to keep the leaderboard a lot tighter throughout. Like if you look at Sam Briggs in the leaderboard for the women, um, you know, she's fourth, and she got basically last place in that event, and she's still fourth. Michaela Norman was second to last place essentially. So uh, second to last and third to last, and they're fourth and fifth. And if this was like CrossFit games or even how Rogue scored it, they would be maybe 12th place, 11th place by now, even though they had two really good events because it's weighted a lot differently. This, The way they score it in the scoring system, it just keeps everybody in the game almost the entire time. Basically, it's going to give the appearance that, the, that it's a closer competition than it is for longer. Yeah. Nice. Uh, a cu- couple things for people who are listening who can't see this on the leaderboard, um, who aren't watching on YouTube. Laura Horvat is in first place after uh, two events, then Gabriella Magawa, then Kristen Holta, then Sam Briggs, and then all the way down. Um, the people a lot of us care about, uh, not to say we don't care about the other people, is Sarah Sigmund's daughter. This is her coming out party after her surgery. And what's interesting is uh, we're hearing that basically she she hurt her knee. Um, doing a split jerk, and here we are uh, nine months after her surgery watching her do a split jerk, and after the event, they interviewed Sarah, and she seemed almost even emotional. Yeah, she said it was a a 12-kilo PR post-surgery. So that was 24 pounds, 25 pounds more than she had ever jerked after surgery right then, which honestly is kind of – brave to even try to go for yeah it's good stuff it's i mean she she it shows why she is always a favorite at the crossfit games yeah and these were i mean these were some of the biggest questions we had how would her knee hold up running downhill in an unstable on an unstable surface how would her knee hold up under heavy weight and so far not only does did she you know pass those tests but she seems um confident and she seems like you said emotional relief happy and you know she's always loved being on the floor competing so it's this is two years in the making for her uh, when when i saw christian holta go out there and do that lift that was when the first thought popped in my head like holy shit these these people who go to the games are different that there's levels to this shit and then you see thurry who i never give credit for for being strong and it, it, it's it's more proof and like you know i gotta chew on my own sock after i see her lift and the commentators are saying she's a national level lifter coming out of where are they from finland iceland iceland and it, it's uh did you ever and, finish that sock that you had to eat in the spring? No, I never even. You're got still working on it. it. Yeah, I'm still working on it. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I thank you, Thurry, and uh, f- thank you, Kristen, for opening my eyes, and thank you, Thurry, for uh, shoving the sock in my mouth. I mean, that you guys are truly amazing. Uh, you know, yesterday I, I I just feel like there's always this connotation coming out of my mouth when when Thurry's name is mentioned that she's just an endurance person and and 
it's because we see her at the games. But when you see her in this field, you know, she's strong as shit. She's a fucking ox. So congratulations to her on, on a great lift and, and moving the weight easily. Uh, 5,800 people were watching live is, is about the max I saw for the women's lift and about 1,000 more, 6,900 for the men's lift. I wasn't checking too closely, but I, I did check a couple times. Uh, the max bar for the women, what was that? And we never reached it? The max available was 120. Laura attempted 117.5 and missed it. Manuel Angonis hit at 115, so that ended up being the heaviest lift. And, and every person, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, that who missed a lift, whether you were a woman or a man, was disappointed. Meaning there was sometimes you see the winners at the end here miss a lift and they're not disappointed because they know they still did well or they won. But because of the structure of it, everyone really needed both of their lifts. There was no there wasn't like a, a second lift to secure and win it and then a third lift to fuck around with. There was no one who it, walked away. It was pretty close to 50-50 on both sides as far as who made one lift and who made two. For the men, eight guys made one lift and 12 made two lifts. And it was very, very similar to the women. Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. And and uh, how, how did Ricky do? Are, are, are we happy with how Ricky did? Are we surprised, disappointed? Because he looked pissed. You know, yeah. shocked Rick, even. He uh he came out a lot heavier than I thought he was going to. Uh, for him to even, I mean, even think that he can hit 160 was was new to me because he traditionally is a weaker CrossFit competitor, and I know he didn't hit it, but he was close to hitting it. And 160, that's all he would need to seriously make a run at the CrossFit Games is that type of weight. And he did not have that before. And I know he didn't hit it, but he was close enough where I I have more confidence in him than I did to begin with. That I mean, and the thing is, like, that miss basically cost him – it looks like it cost him more than it did. And in the, in the scoring system and the leaderboard, it only cost him seven points. However, See, that only points. cost him seven points in a normal, normal competition with normal – point skewing it would have been more like 20 or 30 and he's only seven points behind roman right now so it would have been you know if he'd hit that list we'd have a tie after these kind of three events that i like i said they're almost like a buy-in to the now the crossfit style competitions with the met you know the metcons and the the couplets triplets chippers style that we're going to see the rest of the competition I want to switch over to the men and tell people how the men are doing. Roman is in first place. Uh, Ricky uh, with 270. Ricky Garrard with 263 in second. Jeffrey Adler at 243 in third. And in fourth place, Willie George. Georges? Georges? Georges or Georges? I George. think it's just George. George. Uh, with 242 points. Then Henrik. Hap. Uh, oh, line. And. He got um, it. We we uh, we have uh, about nine minutes before we will uh, retreat from this podcast and run back to our YouTube stations where event three at the Dubai CrossFit Championships will take place in the stadium. Go ahead, Brian. No, no, I was very impressed with your pronunciation there. Oh, thank you. Okay, I can tell Mr. you made a note of that. Someone asked me today if, if John Young was Asian. They guessed you were Korean. They hadn't seen the show, but that just by your name, John Young. I said, no, he, you're not Korean, right, John? No, I've never <laughs> gotten that before. 
yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. Go ahead, John. What were you going to say? Uh, this next event will be the event where we are going to know if Laura is going to win the Dubai CrossFit Championship or not, depending on this event right here. Okay, tell us why. Why do you say that? This is the uh, this is the event with ten parallel handstand pushups. Um, we don't know how deep it is, but we're told that it's deep. Um, we haven't been told that it's strict, so there's not a lot of information on it. But if she gets through this one and is not last place or has done the minimum work requirement and gets like tenth, I don't think there's anything stopping her. Oh my God! How deep is it? It's deep. It, it, it looks deep. It's it, it's really really deep. That's how, how they. What are you talking about? Us. I just the parallel, the, 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 whatever you want, whatever you want. Grab that soundbite and do with it. I think Savan just metamorphosed. It. He's like in a different w- world right now. <laughs> you are. Deep. He's not thinking about CrossFit at the moment. You are deep. Uh, Emma well, Lawson looks strong for a sixteen-year-old. Go ahead, Brian, and then we'll come back to Emma Lawson. For sure, Emma looks strong. She's a she's a good, a pretty good mover for her age. Um. This workout is like this is a great example of the critical decision that programmers have because you look at this and you know for the most part a 50 calorie row we'll just we'll just talk about the men for for now is going to take around 5 minutes 80 because we're looking at both ends of it 80 a jumps with a weight vest you mean like 2 minutes what you said 5 minutes for a 50 cal row sorry sorry the 100 calories that they'll have to row in total okay. is what i meant my fault Hundred, so hundred. I'm looking at the total workout here. So hundred calories, four to five minutes, forty a jumps, two to three minutes, thirty sandbag cleans. That's like this is like the the big question mark to me. If the thirty sandbag cleans, that that's like the second set of those could be pretty tough. The muscle ups, I don't think are going to be a huge separator for majority of the athletes, especially the ones that are competing to win this kind of event. But the parallel handstand push ups. When there's only 10 reps in the middle of a down and back chipper like this, like some what we're used to seeing at like a regionals, for example, and a rep scheme like this, the 10 reps would be rope climbs or legless rope climbs or partially legless rope climbs, where we know that the athletes are going to spend, um, you know, a couple minutes at that part of the workout or in the rogue, they had to carry the jugs down and back the field. Like it's a, that middle part of it is something that takes time. This 10 parallel handstand pushups could be something that literally stops people in their tracks and eliminates them from the competition. If it's like, a, you know, a 12 and 8 inch strict deficit handstand pushup for 10, there might be some athletes who can't do it. Or it could be skipping uh, handstand pushups that people can knock out in 20 seconds. And then in that point, why is it even here? So the, this decision is critical, just, not just for this just workout. Maybe we don't like, there could be some others who struggle with it, depending on the difficulties that we don't know. But either way, it's an odd thing to have that there in the middle. And I've asked every single person that I know in Dubai what the standard is for this handstand push up. And no one has told me anything, including some of the event directors. I like what Heidi just said, though. That would be good. I, I hope it's that Heidi. I really do. What That's did she great... say? Hi, hi, Brian. Oh, no. Uh, strict for men and kipping for women says Heidi. Um, I want to go back to Roman real quick. We only have a few minutes left where we have to run back to our TV sets. What, uh, they said Roman came in 20 pounds heavier than any other competition he's been in. Um, is that why we didn't see a close race between him and Ricky yesterday in one A and one B? No. Okay. No, I mean, look, Roman's still, he still beat everyone else on that workout. Ricky is just exceptionally good. Like John and he said, was only he 10 seconds. Class. It was only 10 seconds behind Ricky on the first workout. 
So I know we act like Ricky crushed him. He was only 10 seconds behind. Now Ricky did crush him on the second one. Uh, um, from from a, from a technical perspective, it, it does appear. Uh oh, they're having a glitch in the matrix over on this live stream. They got something going on. Oh, Heidi said they just announced it, Brian. Like that's what it is. Strict for men and kipping for women. That that's what, racist what, for sure. That, what, I mean, for uh, sexist or pick something. That's not. I thought she was at joking. what depth. Yeah, what depth, Heidi? You're our. I'm not liking that. I'm not liking that. Man on the ground. I'd rather see a change in depth than a um, for women and men than strict versus kipping. Do you have any thoughts on that? I have. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Like when I, John, please tell me if I'm wrong here, but I think that when it comes to the biggest discrepancies in weightlifting between men and women, it's the shoulder strength. One hundred percent. No, so, I don't. I don't. I don't have a problem with it at all. Okay. Because it's parallettes. If it was uh, just strict handstand push-ups, then no, I don't think they should scale the number. I think they should all go through the same thing. But since it's parallettes, it's it's working the shoulders so much more. It's like a strict press versus. But a why push not press. just change? The, why not just change the depth instead of actually change the the protocol and the technique? At, to a certain point, I don't think the depth matters as much. Like six right. inches and eight inches, it still feels really really deep now if it's like two inches versus four inches then that makes a difference but when you get certain deep enough it's you know it doesn't make a ton of difference yeah six or eight inches deep is deep but two to four it's not deep is deep okay this guy's saying, you, you know go you ahead can, and make a clip out of that people too please yeah you know this guy said well we can see the parallettes on the field of play yes but they can always add in some kind of a, a riser or ab mat yeah. plates with whatever padding on top of it that they want so they can the the depth of the parallettes is variable and easily changeable without moving the parallettes or, or bringing in new ones uh let's move through a couple things here really quick i want to go uh what about the guy whose weight belt popped off I, i'd never seen that, that in competition was, before it was uh, that was impressive that he did the jerk <laughs> And he jerked right over it, and then yeah. he stepped back over it too. I was like, "Damn, that's." And it looked it looked like he was thinking about it too. Like as soon as it popped off, it looked like I hope I don't get this belt when I go to jerk. <laughs> but we're three, just gonna see what happens. Yeah, three hundred thirty pounds. A, a part of me was wishing for some sort of fail there. Like after it popped off, like he tripped or stumbled on it or something happened. But, but he pulled it off. Okay, so that 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 is pretty rare. You guys haven't seen that before either. Like like in a competition. Oh, I don't think. I so. mean. I, I've seen it before, but it's not a common occurrence. Uh, uh, I, we sp- spoke about Roman's second lift when the commentator had to say, I think he's doing 160. We've, I, we drove that in, that's important for placards. Uh, 6,900. Uh, I don't like this thing when athletes do this. When they ask to hype the crowd, I think you're a douchebag. I throw you in the D-bag comment. And, and unfortunately, there's a lot of athletes that we know that do. Like, I... I at that point that they cheer for well first of all what if they don't cheer for you after they do that after that and second of all uh, it just seems weird to be begging for some hype who are you uh referring to i don't remember who did it I, 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 i'm pretty sure sarah did yeah that hurts my feelings and, and fraser used to do it all the time and i couldn't stand it i just it's, I, know, it, I wanted to hear him say it right I, I i i yeah i don't want to say their names I, I i lied to you i know who did it i don't want to say their names because i like them so some of them, I but but I just don't like it. Do you guys have an opinion on it? I really don't care. I don't. Okay. Mind I just want to see, like you know, I, <clears throat> it was a, a good example of it for me. Like Turi Helga daughter's second lift. 
that was a struggle to stand up the front squat. She composed herself and hit the jerk. Like That's what I like to see. And I think that just this format with only two attempts instead of three, we didn't get to see very many of those. Turi is very dialed in as a weightlifter. She's competed in competitive weightlifting. So she knows her. I think she knows under pressure of that format, what she can hit and what she can't. And therefore we got to see closer to her maximal expression of that. But if we had had one more round, we would have seen more people hitting that, like that kind of a lift, a struggle, but getting it and feeling great about it. If there um, was three lifts, if there were three lifts and I would just add this, like my least favorite lift to watch of that was Lazar's second attempt. Like that made me nervous. Please. No one lift like that at home. <laughs> like, uh, uh, who day's neck is so damn long that, that, that I bet you if he had a shorter neck, he could, he could press an, an, an extra 20 pounds, man, that guy has a long neck. It's a long way for the bar to travel. Uh, uh, someone says, uh, Rich Froning does that. This I, I give Rich a pass for anything. He I does. do find it hilarious, Sevon, when somebody does that and then they miss the lift because I've seen that happen before and it's always hilarious. Right there, you go. I just something's weird, and I don't understand what this is. Not as lame as that one dude's sunglasses. I, I'm uh, <laughs> sunglasses are a weird thing. Like when you watch boxing matches and the guy walks in with the fighter and he's got sunglasses on and you know it's dark in there and he can't see. I'm not sure what I think of the sunglasses. Um, oh yeah, this was a good one. Braun, what someone, what do you think about Braun standing on one leg? I think it's dangerous and stupid, and I loved it. And I like him. He's a weirdo. That's not as hard as people think. It just looks cool. It just seems weird to Are read. either of you watching the stream right now? I yeah. am. I am. What about it? What are they showing? The field? A leaderboard. They're showing the women's leaderboard. I see Andrea Nistler adjusting her rower. I think he's behind He's behind me. I think I'm ahead of you. Oh, I just refreshed it. Really? I see. Why, oh, yeah, you're right. I see Nistler. Yeah, you are ahead of me. God. That's because you're in a different time zone. That's what it is. All right, guys. Uh, we I'm going to schedule another... Uh, regrouping for all of us to get together at 7 a.m. That's an hour from now. Do you think that event will be over? Because we got to run. We got to run and get to the event as they go live here. Well, they're on there. Looks like the first heat of women is about to start. And what did they say the time cap was for this one? 25 minutes for the women, 23 minutes for the men. And you assume uh, we're just, just in a Dubai. They usually have a little bit longer turnover between the men's and women. So I'll assume there'll be 55 minutes of women's competition and then a 10 to 20 minute break and then 50 minutes of men's competition. Do you do all the math that fast? No, I, I was, I was, uh, two hours from now. Okay. Two. And is there another competition after this one today or is this it? There's one more after this. Okay. Okay. So guys, I'm going to schedule one for 8 a.m. Pacific standard time. We will see you then. Thanks for checking in. Enjoy the show. Go to the Dubai CrossFit Championship uh, live feed now. There's 5,500 of you watching. John, nice work on the freestanding handstand push-ups. What, what, what's he talking about? Thank you. 